0: Episode five, get out of here, Satan! All right, everybody, we're gonna open up tonight with a quick word of prayer. So bow your head, and close your eyes. Dear God, we come before you tonight. Super thankful for this day. Super thankful for your love and your mercy, God. We pray that tonight someone would receive your word, God that they would open their heart to you, and that you would use us as vessels. I welcome the Holy Spirit into this time and pray that you would speak through us, allow us to glorify you, speak love over those that are listening, and just love each other and grow closer in Christ. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so on episode five, we got a special guest in the house. We got my brother from another mother, Nicholas, Chief Kyla in the house. Alright, so we're gonna start off with just a little a little quick question. Nick. So we wanna know what your daily relationship with God looks like. Pastor Mike.
1: So I just wanna first off thank the fellows for having me here today. It's a pleasure and an honor I don't deserve. Um being asked that question right out the gate's a pretty deep question and wondering what my day today looks like with God. Um, I could sum it up into two words. Um one would be thanksgiving and the other one would just be probably struggle um but maybe the best kind of struggle i would say you know besides the the simple things of just reading my bible and worshiping and praying and giving thanks i would say it's more so in the daily actions and the small actions that i take such as the things that i decide to eat how can i honor god with my body the things like When I'm watching movies or listening to music or even the way I conversate with people, there's always this lingering voice in my head that's the Holy Spirit always just saying, you know, watch what you say, watch what you watch, be careful what you listen to. You know, as I've spent more and more time with God and grown closer and closer to him, there's just this on setting heaviness of accountability with what I do with what's known as my portals, my ears, my eyes, and those different things like that. So I would say just to keep it simple, it's just staying prayed up, giving thanks for all the things I have, and battling that selfishness of just knowing that I'm giving thanks because I remember when I didn't have, but also because I know that he won't give to anybody who's not thankful for what they, who's not thankful for what they already have. So Like I said, when I say struggle, I just mean it's a constant struggle of just myself versus him, my will versus his will. Because everything that I want satisfies me and my flesh. Everything he wants satisfies others, satisfies him. And I reap a harvest later on. But just in the meanwhile, um, it's kind of hard to see that harvest when you're just planting those seeds with the small things.
0: Yes, sir. That's so far. So the reason we start off with that question is because tonight we want to talk about the difference between religion and a relationship with God. You know, because a a lot of people that don't necessarily have a relationship with God would look at Christianity or believers as just rule followers, that we're trying to check the boxes and do everything right so that one day when we die, we make it up to heaven. But in reality, God is so much deeper than that. God has to be everything or nothing. We have to truly surrender our life to Him and not just follow His rules to receive a reward, but we grow in relationship with Him. And by growing in that relationship, those rules don't seem like rules anymore. It's just more ways we can glorify Him. And through acting on His commandments, by living in His word, we're pleasing Him. And in return, we're bearing His fruits, which allows us to help other people. You know, That's what I love about Nick. Nick is... So quick to help anybody out. It doesn't matter if he knows them, if you don't know them, if he likes them, if you don't like them. That boy is a true humble servant of God, and that's why it was so special to have him on tonight. Um, so just as the the spirit flows tonight, we're we're gonna go kind of. Chris is gonna explain a little bit of research he did about religion, and I'm gonna just talk about relationship. But at any point, wherever the Holy Spirit leads us, that's where we're gonna go. On to you, Chris.
2: The Mike Pass Elite.
0: Yeah, so um, the first thing I'll
2: say is we're gonna refer to organized religion as religion, but really there's there's a difference between just organized religion and then religion. By actual definition, religion is just the belief in a in any god, you know, and then organized religion is belief in God with set rules and laws, basically. And um, you know, speaking directly towards Christianity, I you know I. I was raised Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic, but like a big, a big part in like the Catholic church is having these set rules made by man that you will not find in the Bible. And, um, you know, if you're listening, you're Catholic, you know, I know people with the Holy spirit that are Catholic, you know, it's not to take away from it. But what I've learned is that, you know, what Jesus came here to teach against was just that, right. The, the, uh, having the hierarchy and having like, you know, a finite valuable person who is in charge of a bunch of other people right you know like the way that i can see is jesus as a teacher there is not he wasn't he was a leader in the sense of that he was a servant right like he served the lowest right and that's that's god in the flesh right and, and his him as a leader was serving people right and it's not like how i see in some denominations where it's like religiously they're they're uh that boy, yes sir. <laughs> I know. You. Shout out TC. Yes, that boy hitting the blackie, yes sir. Um, but it was like you know I didn't, you know, going with that though is like how Jesus teaches is like it was very quick. It seems like that we people started having a more they started putting laws into into place and they started having a hierarchy where you know a priest is a you know there's like a deacon and a priest and a a pope right there's a leader of everybody you know um and it has nothing to do with my relationship with jesus right you know this organized religion that that whole idea is the whole idea is that right jesus christ comes to save me so i no longer live by any law or rule right i live by the holy spirit alone that ash is like four feet long bro that's crazy (laughs) but um you know and that's that's what I'll, i'll say about organized religion right um You know, and then I know the boys are going to talk a lot about, you know, relationship. And it's really why we brought Nick on here, man. Nick has a beautiful relationship with his higher power, you know. And just seeing him through his ups and downs, man, it's it's cool, you know, watching him, how he works things out and how he really, you know, work. Like, that's what he does is he works that relationship to solve his issues. And it's uplifting to see, and it's always encouraging, right, as far as, like, whenever I can look at my own struggles and see – a man of, of faith walking through it like that, you know? Um, walking through his trials and tribulations, right? It's the thing that he was talking about is, you know, building a relationship with with Christ, right, is the thing that he runs to, right? I feel like that's such a beautiful thing. Um, Nate, why, who want to go? Yeah, right
0: back, yeah. I'm going to throw a verse in. Yeah, that's fire, bro. And I just wanted to throw a verse in real quick, and this is uh, Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. And it says... Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So that's Jesus talking right there. And basically in that he was saying there's going to be people... At the end of their life, who gets to those gates. And they're going to go up to God and be like, yo, it's me. And God's going to say, I don't even know you. Like, who are you? And that's simply because they fill their life with good works and no faith. There's no relationship there. They may have done everything right. They may have been Mother Teresa. They may have been helping everyone out in every single way and doing what by the book seems right. But if they're not doing that from a place of, of love, then it doesn't really matter in God's book. You know, God wants to see us loving him. And then by loving him, he molds our heart to love other people, you know. And until we find that relationship with him where we truly can say, God, I love you. and I know you're here with me right now. The works aren't so much important, you know. And I personally experienced that where I was trying to do all the right things with no relationship with God as I was early in my faith and th- there was no results, you know. People would tell me you're never alone because God's always with you, but I didn't feel that. I was like, where's he at, you know? Um, and that was simply because I wasn't trying to talk to him like he was my friend sitting next to me. I wasn't seeking his guidance for any big decision, any decision at all, really. I was trying to live on my will only, and my will, like Nick said, is only pleasing me, and I get the gratification, you know? And that's not what God has called us to. He hasn't called us to live this life based on what we think's best. He He's called us to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is in us at all times and is guiding us through this life. That's the whole reason Jesus died on the cross, you know, because he wanted every single person to have access to God through the Holy Spirit. And once you tap in with that Holy Spirit, that's how you find your purpose, you know. As As a man on this earth, I know that my job is to seek God, love him with everything I have, and love his people, you know. And it wasn't until I started to stop I stopped trying to do all the right things and just try to seek God say hey God what, what, what do you think is best in this situation and it's not like a, a clear answer is going to pop up like on a billboard like you need to do this no it's just through through the spirit you feel led to do certain things and the more you start leaning on the spirit the more you're going to be able to kind of decipher decide what the right decision is you know so I just wanted to um kind of kind of go off that verse in the fact that it's like don't base your life on what you're doing, base it on who you're doing it for you know, and if God is truly at the root of your decisions then you're on the right right path, but if you're only trying to please you or please some other person to gain some type of value or some type of like get credit for what you're doing then you need to check your heart, you know and I don't know if you got anything you want to throw on there Nick, hop on there
1: That was really fire, Wally. Um, I pick up uh, on the relationship aspect of stuff. Um, I've always heard, you know, people can argue what the Bible says. People can argue if God's real or if they're not. And then just in case there's a maybe non-believer or somebody who may be questioning or anything, and this may be their first source of questioning God, um, I'll say that one thing nobody can ever argue is your experience. Um, I learned very early on that people who do not read the Bible read you. So... Um, in terms of that relationship aspect, you know, when I was younger, the only uh, visual thing I would see would be my, my dad. You know, my dad would go to church and do all these different things, but was a completely different person at home and uh, was a, lived a completely different life than that. He pers- you know, personified uh, at church and around different people. And the only example I had of someone who followed God was him. You know, and I saw it as hypocritical. I saw it as all these different things because I wasn't following God. So, of course, I was judgmental. I was persecuting. And I was highly emotionally attached to the individual which was pursuing him. So that pushed me away from the church for such a long time. And, you know, it took getting to a place kind of like how Wally was sharing to where I, based on my decision-making, put myself in a situation, in a phase of life where the only person I had was God. I had no more friends. My family didn't want anything to do with me and different things like that based on my poor decision-making and um, different things like that and living a certain lifestyle that definitely is not one that matches today. But I just wanted to say that um, I feel like it's really heavy to hit on the concept of that newness because we know it's always about the new person. It's always about the one who's, you know, forgotten, the one who's left out, the the one individual. That's who God seeks for. And we hear that when that one person repents and decides to give God a chance, it's just like a Super Bowl party in heaven. You know, when us believers decide to make the right decision. It's cool. Right. But that's what we're supposed to do. Right. But when somebody decides to do that and give up that old way of life and even give God a chance, that's what it's about. So just to kind of share my experience with that, it's just pretty much, you know, when I first started, I wasn't attracted to reading the Bible. I heard that's what I'm supposed to do. But that book was born, bro. It put me to sleep every time I cracked it open and it was ridiculous. So I would just ask God, can you talk to me? And I said, I heard if you look and you listen for God, you'll always hear him and you'll always see him because he's always there. He'll never miss an appointment. So, I just started asking other individuals that I thought God placed in my life for advice. And somehow, some way, every time the advice they would give me was aligned with God's spiritual principles. And I was able to hear God speak through others. And after a while, I kind of built this trust where after trial, after trial, after trial, and after trial, God somehow always came through, always found a way, whether I have no money in my pocket, God always found a way to put a couple dollars in there to make sure whatever I needed to pay was paid. When... I overdosed, somehow made it out of that. When I got in a car accident and flipped the car six times, I made it out of that. And there's all these different experiences where I've came near to death that God somehow got me through it without even a scratch, just with a testimony. And I just know that through these trials, it's really gave me the most important thing that I've gained with my relationship with God, which would be faith. Um, I would say if I don't have anything else, I have trust and I have faith. When things look like there's no way, I can honestly say now my... I don't have doubt, but I definitely stress a little bit because I know stress is normal. But I don't really doubt it because he's always came through, so I don't know why he wouldn't. But I know that as a new person or a person coming to that's something that might can't be comprehensible yet. But to just know that the only step and the first step you have to take is literally just saying, you know, God, I just want to give you a chance. If you hear me, cool. If I'm talking to an air-conditioned event and you're not listening to me right now, that's cool. But just ask God to just reveal himself to you. And just allow you to see him and hear him and just watch the miraculous miracle that happens just from that small statement
2: dang that holy spirit is snapping right now boy um i think it's actually it's cool i'll just share my own little experience like for me is like there was there's was like probably six months where i was seeking god i felt i felt the presence of god and i i hadn't really come into like the church the bible nothing like that and uh you know God has, like, such a way of, like, working things out, you know, like, he kept putting people in my life who were followers of Jesus, you know, and my own experience, right, kind of how Nick was saying, made me think of it, of, like, you know, church and everything like that, I always kind of was, like, you know, I like God, I love God, you know, I like, I've experienced what that kind of feels like, but I was kind of, like, pushing myself away from Jesus, and it was, like, it was like God was pushing these people in my life who were followers of Jesus. And I'm gonna be honest, it's probably like four people in my life who were followers of Jesus who, who were talking to me about it and stuff like that. And it really wasn't even until like it's crazy until I met Nick. And me and Nick, like when well, me and Nick first met, bro, every single day we at the gym, we chopping it up, we hanging out, and it was like because of his relationship with Jesus, it was like he'd be talking about it and stuff, and it's actually what started getting me to do things like, you know, read the Bible, bro as far as he says that, bro, reading the Bible for like the first six months suck because I don't know what a Pharisee is, you know, I don't know what Gentiles are, I don't know, you know, all these references, I don't know who Paul is, I don't know, you know, all this stuff is in that book, I'm I'm completely lost, confused, I'm getting nothing from it, but for me, it was like, I could get down on my knees and say a prayer, you know, and I know that always sounds, you know, it sounds crazy, I feel like sometimes, like, getting on my knees to say a prayer, but I don't know. It just, it helps me go into a mindset and and get into this closeness with with God that that I can't get from nothing else, right? You know, I feel so close to God on my knees when I pray, and I pray all the time. Like I won't always pray on my knees, but like that time when I do, it's dumb close, and that's all I had at first, right? In building in building that Jesus Christ relationship, right? You know, and it was it was crucial, you know. And I that's really what I do. I just you know, it's like. Someone told me he's like meditation, right? Is God talking to you? And prayer is, is uh, you talking to God? And meditation isn't sitting on your knees, like home. You know, it's, it's it's contemplation, right? Like a hundred years ago, if you actually look up the dish, the definition, like a hundred years ago, meditation is contemplation. So it's thinking, right? So like reading spiritual literature and stuff was the way that God was speaking to me, or things that people would tell me that really like brought my spirit, my like the spirit in me to like start. Thinking about something was the way that God would talk to me. And then my, my conversation back to God when I'm trying to talk to Him was prayer. And that's that's the relationship. That's my conversation with God. And, you know, when I'd pray, I literally pray and I ask God questions, right? Like, if I don't know an answer to something or if, like, even when I struggle with my faith, you know, as badly as I wish that I could say, like, with every ounce in my, every fiber in my body, I'm like, yeah, you know, I 100%, you know, get that Jesus Christ is fully man and fully God and, you know, that his his death on the cross, you know, saves my life and the understanding of a Holy Spirit and a holy God and then Jesus all being one but also being completely separate. Like I have extreme struggle believing in that stuff. But my way of like working with it has always been getting on my knees and I ask God questions really. You know, I say, God show me like and then it's like it's crazy but when I consistently pray about the same thing that I'm struggling with, like he shows up in the word or through a person, you know, through a friend of mine, through another man who's following God, man or woman who's following God. And then he answers the question. And I'm like, every time it like builds my face so much where I'm like, ah, you know, like God's really looking out and this is really the truth. Right. And that's just a little something I want to go. Yeah. Wally.
0: Yeah, no, that's real. I think um, what always helped me at the beginning was hearing other people's like, how other people came to know God and how their their relationship with Him grew, you know? Um, I feel like me, a person who was just stuck in sin, was chained to so many struggles and addictions and just hard times, and I was like, man, like, how am I going to get to know God? Like, I, know, I, I believe that these people know God and that they have a relationship with Him, but it took me having to hear some real, real stories, some real struggles, and, and some real like miracles honestly you know like like when i when i started talking to people and telling them about what i had going on and then sure enough more people actually had dealt with that same thing or they were dealing with it you know like it gave me the hope i needed to truly see god you know um like just for example nick bro like the only reason i i decided to come back to god was because, you know, I was down bad My girlhood just broke up with me And so I wanted to show up at church every weekend To show her, like, oh, I'm I'm living right I'm doing good, I'm at church, you know And sure enough, she didn't care at all that I was there But the one person that did care was Nick Nick came and found me out the crowd And pulled me to the side and just checked on me Made sure I was straight, you know And at that time, I was still so deep in the sin You know, I was getting dumb drunk I was smoking dumb gas all the time And the only relationship I had The only feeling I had from God was conviction Cause once I started to to try to halfway surrender to God, say God, I want to give you my life. He he revealed himself by showing me that I'm not doing the right things, you know. And that was just me personally. Like every time I I would smoke something, I would feel terrible, you know. I might have been feeling good all day and and been trying to pray and feeling a little bit uh, a little something, a little presence or something. And I, I might read a little bit of the Bible and be like, Oh, that's fire. But the minute I smoke some gas or take a drink, then that feeling is gone. And the only feeling I feel is, is just, just I feel wrong inside of me, you know? Like, when when it's clear that you're making the wrong decision, like, that feeling is there. And that's the conviction part of it, you know? And so what did I do? I I just looked for help, bro, you know? And that help I needed was in the church and it was in Jesus. So when I truly decided to surrender to God and, and stop doing those things, stop smoking and stop drinking, like yeah, it was a struggle, bro, but some clarity started to come when on those days that I really wanted to, instead I chose prayer, I chose the Bible, I chose to go to church. I started to feel a presence, you know, I started to feel closer to him. And it was like, in a sense, like, okay, now I'm I'm starting to do the right things. And I feel like I'm getting closer. But after a little bit of time, like, just doing the right things wasn't enough, you know, like, was I doing the right things to make me feel good? Or was I doing them to honor God, you know, and I think that's a big thing we got to look at. In our life, you know, Um, because, yeah, it feels good to do right. But like I said earlier, it's like, where's your heart at? And for me today, like when I when I read the Bible, when I pray, that's truly to connect with God. That's like how I I talk to him. It's like a phone call. You know, like when I when I wake up in the morning, I hit my knees and I pray because that's how I need to start my day to welcome the Holy Spirit in. I just say a simple prayer. And sometimes it's like a, a 10 second prayer just. God, thank you for waking me up. I welcome the Holy Spirit into this day and just give me the wisdom and the courage to act on what you want me to do today. And then sometimes the Holy Spirit will flow in such a crazy way that like, before you know it, I've been on my knees for like 20 minutes, bro. And I've prayed for pretty much everyone I could think of in my brain. And then I'll even get up and I'll be like, dang, I forgot this person. So I'll either get back down on my knees or I'll just keep keep it pushing and just be walking and talking to God like he's just right here with me, you know? And that's when I started to see the relationship growing and building was in those times when it wasn't just about me, when I wasn't just praying to God. Hey, God, please help me to feel better. Help me in this. Help me in that. God, help me to be obedient. No, the, the connection comes from me when I truly pray for other people, you know, because that's what it's about. Like, I'm seeking God because I'm in the act of prayer. I'm trying to talk to him. And then I'm doing his second greatest command, which is loving people, because the most powerful thing you can do for anybody is pray for them, you know? And I used to always call Nick, bro. Super down bad, like, bro, I feel terrible. This is going on, and this is going on. And he asked me, "Have you prayed?" And I'd be like, "No, bro. What's that gonna fix? That's not gonna. That's not gonna fix nothing right now. Like in this moment, you know, because that's where my faith was. But I kept calling him, and he kept saying the same thing until it clicked. Until I truly did start to pray. Sometimes I would even pray, and I wouldn't even need to call Nick. You know what I'm saying? Like I say as my relationship with God has grown stronger, and my re- relationship was, with Nick has grown stronger. We don't we don't call each other that much, you know what I'm saying? Like not as much as before because we can truly call on God. You know what I'm saying? It's come to the point where a lot of times something bad will be going on, and am I quick to pick up the phone or am I quick to hit my knees? You know what I'm saying? Or even if I don't, I, I can't hit my knees. I'm in the car, or I'm, I'm at the shop, or wherever I'm at, I can always just reach out. I can just say, God. I need you right now. I need to be filled with your spirit. Lord, I just want to be in your presence. And that's the biggest blessing of all. The fact that me, a broken, disgusting sinner, gets to be in the presence of God, you know? And I get to live this life where it's not about me anymore. It's about him and helping others, you know. So I just I had a, i had another verse I wanted to throw in there that kinda of like relates to this in a sense, you know. Um, well actually I I don't know, I feel I feel like I got to switch up the verses. Hold on. So this one is um it's talking about loving God not the world. And this is 1 John 2:15 through 19. And this is this is just going on what I was talking about earlier when someone would tell me to pray and I'd say like no I like I haven't prayed cuz I want that instant like it's not going to instantly fix things, you know. And that just showed that I was loving the world and that I wasn't loving God first. And so the verse says do not love this world nor the things it offers you for when you love the world you do not have the love of your father for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions these are not from the father but are from this world and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave but anyone who does what what pleases god will live forever so in those times like it showed, like my faith was not in God, my faith was in the world, you know. I wanted to feel better right now, so what can I do to feel better? You know, what what can I grab? What can I smoke on? What can I look at? What can I, can I listen to? What can I watch? You know, that's what it was all about. And like I had to go through those things to learn like, okay, this is this is just a, a quick fix, a quick band-aid to throw on the problem but nothing's healing. There's no healing going on in my heart. I still have the same problems. I'm just pushing them down, numbing them or avoiding them. And by doing that over and over and seeing no results, I learned, like Nick said, through trials and trials and trials that the only fix to my problems, the only thing that can restore me to sanity is God. And that's what it took. And if you're listening and you're saying like, oh, I got all these struggles and I can't figure out how to fix them. Like turn to God, bro. And it's not going to be an instant fix, but it's going to be a fix that lasts forever. It's going to be it's going to be a feeling of peace and love that will carry with us for eternity, you know, because the minute we start turning our life over to God, we're on the pathway to heaven, and we're on the pathway to bringing heaven to earth by loving others and bearing his fruit.
1: Yeah, man, I'll just pick up right where you
0: uh, dropped off
1: in reference to that. You feel like you're struggling. You feel like you got all these things going on, and... Having these thoughts of, well, once I stop doing this and stop doing this, uh, I give, I go to God. Or, like, I I still watch porn. I still smoke weed. I still party every weekend. I still smash a bunch of chicks. I still do whatever, right? Have sex with a bunch of dudes. Whatever, you know, your struggle is or whatever, right? You feel like you can't do that because God is just, it's God. There's so much weight when you hear that word. You hear the word God and you immediately, your shoulders get tight. Your butt cheeks get tight. It's just like, God, you know, but it's not really like that. You know, like God is the one that does the cleaning. You know, you don't get clean before you get in the shower. You know what I'm saying? You you definitely, uh, God is the one who will clean you. W- w- the dude who died right next to Jesus on the cross was a murderer and a thief. Uh, I Did all kind of absurd things. and The only thing that dude said was, God, please don't forget me when you die. You know what I'm saying? And he spends eternity with Jesus. You know, and it's just crazy because right there he was a murderer. A dude got put on a cross next to our Lord and Savior as a murderer had no time to get his act together, had no time to get his life right. And Jesus took him right there just as he was. So, you know, it's just the concept of it don't matter what activities you got going on, what maybe you may consider poor decisions or you don't consider poor decisions or whatever. It's not about getting your act right to come to God. It's about coming to God and allowing him to get your life and your act right. You know, as you grow closer to him, you go closer to good intentions. You go closer to good actions. You grow closer to thinking more about others instead of yourself. This is not stuff that, you know, is coming out of me. And it's not the these values and these ways that we're speaking are not things that I feel as if are our general character. Because if it was up to us, we'd still be smoking weed. We'd still be hanging out with shorties. We'd still be doing all this stuff and living this different type of lifestyle. But knowing that God loved me through all that. Through all the foul, disgusting things I did to people, whether it was robbing people, whether it was this, whether it was that, whether it don't matter. You know, God loved me the same then that he does now, right? And if we have somebody that just talks behind our back, we are automatically assume that person fake. We don't want nothing to do with them, right? God don't care what that person talking about. He loved them the same way he loved you. And, you know, it's just the fact that something and someone could love me that much, it's incomprehensible, you know? And if I could even attempt and try to love another person like that, then I feel like that's what it's all about. So kind of how Wally was saying, serving people I don't want to serve and helping out people who I may not even like, it's not about that. You know, it's about remembering, I think, you know, we try to do our best to do everything we do for God, and that's only something that came to relationships. So I just think to the person that's listening that's kind of on the fence back and forth, Um about you know if they want to give god a chance or not which is kind of what i've been trying to focus on i think it's just important to know and recap and just let you know no matter what you got going on no matter what you are if you're high right now listening to this podcast it don't matter god love you the same now he loved you the same before the blunt as he will after the blunt it don't matter nothing you can fire up smoke decision you can make will make him love you any less he will always love you he has always been there he will always be there before you after you after your kids, after your grandkids. And he'll love all y'all the same with all of his heart in an incomprehensible way to us.
2: Snapping, boy. Crazy. Nah, the, uh, I don't know, kind of from off of what, what Nick was saying there about, like, a big part of, like, an organized religion type thing is, is, like, following, following the rules and following the law so that you can fix yourself by yourself, right? It's a big thing that's taught. Right. And as as far as I've seen is, you know, God is going to fix you as far as you will let him. Right. You know, I was reading in his book today and C.S. Lewis, bro. He's he's a he's a wordsmith. He a legend. But something like that he was talking about was, uh, you know, that as far as free will goes. Right. Like so God gives us free will. He says that God. God will not just go ahead and fix you if you will not let him, right? Because he's given you free will. It's like one of the gifts, right, that he has. And it goes way deep in that. I won't go into all the deepness of it, right? But I have to let God fix my own sinful nature if I want it to get fixed, right? I've tried like hell, man. I've tried hard to fix a lot of the sin that I got. I'm still struggling, you know? There's still sin in my life today that I pray about still, right? It's been like six months of perseverance, you know, just continuing on that relationship because I know eventually, right, it's not going to be on my time, right? That's one thing that I've been taught is like it's not going to be, right, like I want this sin out of my life right now because I know it's holding me back, you know, but it's not on my time, right? And I just continue to stay faithful, continue to pray, and continue to build a relationship to get that sin away from me rather than me working really hard on, on rules and laws that have been set down for me to go ahead and try to fix it, right? And it's even a thing that you see in the Bible when you read Old Testament, right? That's how they lived their life because that's how Jesus Christ hadn't been sacrificed yet, right? Once Jesus Christ became the sacrifice, we got the Holy Spirit. Now there's a whole new way of 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 basically being with God, right? But before that, you know, their way of doing it was following the law that he had laid down, right? Moses gave them the law and that was that was the way that they went about it, you know? And what ended up happening, right, is you see when Jesus comes comes on the earth is that all it did was it blew these Pharisees their egos way up because they don't say look what God did for me and let me glorify God because he's taken the sin out of my life they say look what I did look what I was able to accomplish look at the sin that I don't have in my life the demons that I don't have inside of me right and that's what Jesus comes down here and he he sees right Jesus loves the sinner bro like all you see over and over again he's saving the sinner right he's healing he's healing these people he's telling them they're forgiven right but when it comes to the Pharisees bro he's snapping on them because they're they're blind, right? And they're, they're, even some of them, it says, even says, some of the Pharisees believe Jesus is Christ, but they love to please man so much that they'd refuse to please God, right? Because they had built that ego up so much, you know, and that's, that's all I've seen is that, you know, all three of us, man, we all had issues with, with the drink and with the dope, all that. And, I can glorify God in the sense that I tried with everything that I had to get rid of it because I hated it. I was attached to it, and at some point I didn't want it. And I didn't think God was going to be the answer or the solution, right? It just ended up, that's where I was led to, and that's what ended up happening. But after God had removed that from me, literally removed this this sin that I'm so attached to from me, I'm able now to glorify God because of it, you know? I don't glorify myself. I promise you there was no chance in hell that I was going to stop drinking. There's no chance that I was ever going to stop doing the dope, living the life that I was living without God's help, you know, and that's just been my experience of it. The relationship is so key in actually growing with God, right? Following these laws or having people tell you, right, to be this perfect man or anything like that, it's like the best thing I've learned is progress, not perfection, right? If I know I'm moving in the right direction, right, that's 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 a good sign that I am growing with God, right? It's not that I've accomplished everything, right? You know, if someone ever tells you they're not sinning anymore, bro, they're tripping.
0: Yeah, that's big cap. Everybody's sinning. We all sin. We probably gonna sin in the next ten seconds. Just just wait. <laughs> no, but just on that topic of sin, like like in growing our relationship with God, we start to become more aware of sin and we also become more aware of His commandments and the the guidelines He's laid, laid down in the Bible for us. You know, like, it says it's a narrow path. It's a narrow road to walk with God. And no one on this earth ever will or has the ability to truly walk perfectly down that path. The only person is Jesus. When He came down to earth as a man, He is the only person in history that has never sinned. And me today... Like, I sin all the time, bro, and I feel the conviction, and I want to change, I want to do better, not because I I want things to get better for me, but I want to glorify God, you know? And as I've grown closer with Him, I look at His commandments as a way to strengthen that relationship, you know? And it, it says in the Bible, like, we follow His laws, not for personal gain, but to gain closer to Him, you know, to grow in our relationship with Him, and he also sent jesus because he knows that we're never gonna follow his laws all the way perfectly you know and i can attest to that right here right now bro like every day bro it's a struggle it's a constant battle of me choosing me versus choosing god you know and i i do know that in those times when i choose god over myself like i feel such a strong connection you know when i'm truly walking according to his commandments like i am able to love people in a way better way i'm a way better son a way better friend a way better spouse i'm a way better barber bro it, it goes into every aspect of my life because i welcome the holy spirit into my day you know and once i truly started doing that the the struggle with sin didn't go away but it it gives me a, a better alternative you know because when i've welcomed the holy spirit into the day. Like, now I have I have a guide, you know? It's like a navigation system. Like, he's trying to lead me to glorifying God. He's trying to lead me to be rooted in Christ. But my sinful nature is trying to pull me the other way. And that's why I say I have to die to myself. I have to literally... Shout out TC real quick. It's been a quiet night, low-key, but... Um, I got to constantly fight that urge of the flesh. The urge to look at that woman. The urge to pick up that drink, the urge to look at that video, even though I know I shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a constant battle, but I'm not in it alone. I have I now have the Holy Spirit helping me, and I also have a strong group of brothers in Christ that will help me get through whatever I have going on, you know? And just through and growing my relationship with God, like, I've started to see so many more men and women of God coming into my life, you know? Because no one's called to do this alone. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to find God, but I'm afraid to take that step, to say step into the church or or step into a group or ask a question bro like like ask that question i can tell you any true follower of christ is gonna love the fact that you're coming with questions you know like if i didn't ask the questions if i didn't you know take that bold step of saying hey i'm messing up i don't know what to do like can you help me like i never would have got to where i'm at today you know i had to truly surrender i had to hit my knees and just say i'm done you know and God, sure enough, started putting the right people in my life. And he opened doors that I never thought I would walk through. And I doors that I can't walk through on my own. But through the Holy Spirit driving me and through God pushing me, I made it through those doors. And now today, it's like my number one goal is to help other people walk through those doors, you know. Because, like, I have this, like, su- if it, it feels like a superpower almost, bro. It's like it's such a level up. Like, having a connection, a relationship with God, bro, like once you get it you're going to want it for everybody and that's that's like kind of my motivation and in, in the way I live today you know like if I'm not representing God if I'm just walking in glory for myself like no one's going to think like oh he's a man of God like you know what I'm saying like he's gonna, they're just going to be like oh he's just a, a baser you know what I'm saying you just do whatever you want to do like they're not really going to pay it no mind but the minute I start walking in the spirit the minute I start bearing the fruits like they're gonna be like dang like What's up with that boy? I want to know a little bit about what he got going on, you know? And that's what it's all about today. It's about walking in the way of attraction rather than promotion. Like, I don't got to tell every single person I walk up to, like, oh, I I, I love Jesus. Like, yeah, you can if that's that's what you're called to. If, If your spiritual gift is evangelism, then run it up, bro. But for me personally, I just have to walk faithfully every day. To the best of my ability, cause I don't always do it. I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying, and that's what Chris said: progress, not perfection. I gotta try to walk in the spirit on a daily basis. I gotta try to hit my knees and pray every morning. I gotta try to get His word so that I can live this life in a way that would honor Him, you know. And that's coming from a place of, God, you've done so much for me. Like the least I can do is just try to glorify You this day. Like, there's no reason I should be here. There's no reason you should have blessed us with the chance to speak of your name or even be in your presence. But you love me, a broken, disgusting sinner, so much that I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And that's the message we're trying to get across. Like, no one is too far gone. If he could use us three bases to do this podcast, like, imagine, imagine what he could do with you. Run it up, Nick.
1: Yeah, man. Some pretty, uh, pretty powerful points been brought up uh, throughout this conversation um i think one other thing that was pretty big especially in the relationship piece because uh, i hit on it earlier in reference to when i was early on in my um journey with god when i was referencing how i would try to seek to hear god from others right i feel like that's still very applicable today because sometimes when i'm in maybe a depressed or sad or just a Um, A negative mood or feeling. There's times where, you know, I only have the strength to talk to people. Maybe sometimes I'm too convicted to talk to God. Maybe sometimes I'm too in my feelings and I don't even want to talk to him if I'm being quite honest and vulnerable, you know. But I'm never too ashamed or anything like that to talk to my friends because whatever I'm going through, they've been through, will go through, or they are going through currently. So I just know one thing that's pretty important Especially in that relationship aspect Is it goes further than just relationship with God You know it's definitely about relationship um, With having some other strong Christian men in your life And they don't even have to be strong Christian men Honestly anybody who's just seeking and trying their best To just see what God looks like in a life with Him is And having them in your corner You know people who will pray for you When you don't have the sense to pray for yourself People who will hold you up when you can't hold yourself When you don't even have enough strength to lean on God You know just enough strength to lean on your homeboys and just knowing that they'll be there for you and with you, man. There's nothing like accountability in relationship in a Christian community. I just feel like the only reason I chose, you know, Christianity is because at a young age, I just heard the story of Jesus and I always believed it. But as I got older, I did start to question and just everything that Jesus talked about in the Bible through hearing pastors talk about him. And every time I had a deep, deep, deep moment that maybe even brought tears to my eyes sometimes was always about how Jesus loved the person. And every time a pastor would speak about Jesus' love or talk about how much Jesus loved somebody when I didn't feel loved, it felt like whatever pastor or whoever was speaking, whether it be online or in person or whatever, it felt like they were talking directly to me. And I knew in that moment every time that it was God speaking. And because I was obedient and came somewhere when I wanted to seek him, he was there and let me hear exactly what I wanted to. That's
2: good. That's such a good point. Um, I don't know, my, my, uh. you know, that's so real, but honestly, I go, like, go to like the opposite end of it, you know, like I'll have an easier time talking with God and sometimes I will with other people. And to be honest, it's, it's not like, I don't know, in my experience, it's been like a not good, good place to be at for me, right? Whenever I won't open up to other people and become vulnerable with them, the way that like I've come to understand God is like, you know, yeah, he's going to judge me, and yeah, I could experience God's wrath, right? Like, revelations, it's in there, it's still in the New Testament, right? And and yeah, maybe he's not going to be too pleased with me or whatever, but, you know, like, getting vulnerable with God has always brought me some type of peace in my mind, right? You know, I have been afraid before to talk to other people about certain things just based on will they judge me, right? Like, you know, having trust issues with people and stuff like that, but I will say that how Nick was saying it's like is you know it's is different you know it's different in that respect but how he's saying is like opening up to other people for one building my relationship with other people like that and becoming vulnerable and even asking for help I've come to learn is like it sounds crazy but it for one it humbles me so it helps my relationship with God in that way that I'm a more humble person coming to God and two it, it usually helps the other person right you know I've gotten on the side of things where it's like I can give, 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 but I'm afraid to ask for help, you know. And I think reaching out and asking for help is crazy as it might feel, right. Maybe it feels awkward. Maybe you're afraid of rejection or whatever it is, you know, when it really comes down to it and I really get out of myself and I really do go ask for that help, you know. I always receive, like, a loving embrace, right, because I'm going to men of God. I'm sure if I went to the base or the crackhead. And you know what? I'll even take that bad, you know, maybe, maybe I do go to the man of God and maybe they do rob me, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Quick amends will probably come after that. You know, there are, there are still valuable people, but for the most part, when I, when I talk to Nick, or I talk to Wally, or I talk to other people about stuff. They're never like, oh, you crackhead or oh, you sinner, or all oh, like lower than life. Like not nah, always like, oh yeah, you know, I can see that, you know, and then they give me helpful advice and sometimes not even advice. Sometimes it's just. Somebody who could listen, who could sympathize, and, and who could be there for me, you know? Um, and so, like, I, just with that point, i would just say, like, don't ever be afraid to, you know, I know a lot of people listening come to Wally's bar, you know, get cuts from Wally and stuff, and, like, don't ever think something crazy about, like, opening up to him about different stuff, you know, or people who listen to me or you know, we're going to have Nick put this on his on his social so his people be listening to. Nah, I'm playing, I don't know if he will, but, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be, <laughs> yeah, nah, but you know what I'm saying, any one of us, right, or or anyone, you know, at a local church or anything like that, if you go open up to them because then they can really one-on-one get to the root of whatever problem you're having because we can't really touch on all those things, right? Like, we're not going to touch necessarily on all of your, like, individual issues, but open it up to other people, how Nick was saying, like, that's fire. The relationship with man, you know, maybe isn't as important. It's very important. It may be as important as that relationship with God, you know. That is a big teaching of Jesus. All right.
1: All right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm gonna close this out, but I just wanted to say, um, one thing I've learned is that life is not always good, but God is always good. He has never failed me, He never has, never will, like no matter what, you know, and it wouldn't be without these two brothers of Christ I got sitting next to me like if i if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have got here, you know, like God so strategically placed them in my life at the exact time when I needed them to not only grow in a relationship with him, but to grow as a man, you know. And now he is able to use me and use all three of us to help others, you know. And that's the most beautiful thing about a relationship with God. It doesn't just become about me. It doesn't just become about feeling good. It's about making sure that one person, that one lost person is found. And the only way to truly be found is in Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, got to it. shout out that boy, Nick. Appreciate you coming out we'll definitely have you back on much love my brother man we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast that has gave us feedback showed us love man we just hope that you will continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost that feels that they may not know god our goal here is just to bring people closer to god and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose